Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com. The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Brassy Global Strategies 1 at gmail.com. I'm so glad to welcome our next guest to the podcast. Annette Bannon is currently a Board of Education member for the Homewood Flossmore School District. Annette, thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me, George. Annette, tell the audience a little bit about um, your journey to becoming a member of the school board. Okay. Uh, first, I'll tell you, I am a lifelong Homewood, Homewoodian. I've lived here my whole life. I'm a mom of two um, awesome adult boys, and I've always been involved in school activity when they've been in school. So a few years back, um, there were some, um, some changes in the school administration that I sort of heard about, but I also then noticed that a very reputable board member suddenly resigned, and that caught my attention. In the past, I had gone to HF board members, uh, board meetings, when there were, you know, high activity community things that were going on. I participated to help in the referendums. So I started to go to the meetings, and um, that's how I got involved. Um, things that I saw, I felt like um, perhaps um, different opinions on the board may bring a higher decision making for the different topics. Talk about uh, the perspectives that you bring to the board. The perspectives I bring to the board, I'm a nurse and as well, and I've been in nursing leadership um, for over 42 years. Um, I have a passion for our community and I have strong interpersonal skills. I've had many various nursing leadership positions from supervisory for local leadership to hospital administrator, big leadership, and managing both um, multiple inpatient or outpatient business focused uh, units. So most recently I opened and managed an interim inpatient COVID unit actually. So my leadership background brings a mix of financial budget experience, personnel, hiring staff, and ongoing quality improvement experiences. In the course of um, my life and politics and my podcast, uh, I'm learning that every community, every unit of government has a unique culture and unique issues. What is unique about the culture at HF? What are some of the issues that you feel you've addressed in your first term and that you'd like to address if you are reelected? Okay, so HF's a great school. Uh, we believe um, it can be even greater. Uh, when I started to go to the meetings and started to consider um, 
being a board member, um, I met somebody, Beth LaRocca. The two of us ran together and are running together again now. And I think that the perspectives that we bring jointly are that we have perhaps bringing up curious questions. Um, I think that the best decisions are made with a variety of opinions. Um, and I think that the culture at HF, I think, is a, a good culture. I think that it's always good to continue to explore. HF's always been rated well, and we're looking to keep it that rating well, as well as elevate the students' um, academics so that we can continue to um, be one of the brightest in the area because we know that that's why people move to the area and that has to do with our home values as well. What type of uh, responsibility do you believe that the school district has for some of the higher property taxes in Homewood and Flossmoor? Well, clearly, if you look at your tax bill, if you live in the area, um, the high school is probably the highest part. We know that. Um, and so we have a great responsibility with tax levy as well. Um, so it's uh, very important decisions that we have to make and we have to consider all points of view. We have to consider what the state is doing down in Springfield and the national uh, situation is like a pandemic we have right now. Um, so we have to consider all of that. We have to consider when people move out of the area because of the taxes. Um, and so all of that sort of affects our decisions. What's been the hardest vote you've had to take so far as a board member? Um, I would probably say the tax levy was hard um, because there was a difference of opinion. And I know that the tax levy over time, when you, when you, um, when you pass that at the highest rate that we're able to, you're not able to take that away at some point. It, the taxes just continue to go, you know, one on top of another. So I think that when we found out that we were able to do an abatement the last couple of years, um, that, that has made it easier to go ahead and go with the tax levy. So, if the audience weren't, wasn't familiar about the specifics, were you in favor of increasing the levy or did you oppose increasing the levy? Um, we No, I, I, I did oppose it two years and then I passed it the last two years. Um, and because there was an abatement where the residents got a refund on their next on their following year check or not checks, but on their taxes. So we felt that that, that kind of kept it level. You also mentioned the coronavirus pandemic. Talk a little bit about how HF, the school, has had to adapt um, to the pandemic. Yeah, they've done a great job um, because they already had a lot of, of great technology system. Um, they were able to quickly uh, go to remote learning for the students and have adequate equipment for all the students at home as well. Um, so the school has done well with that. We've had a lot of conversations about that. I think they're handling it well as far as the precautions that they're taking as we start to return to hybrid learning where the students will eventually get back to classrooms. Um, so I think that um, my experience in healthcare has helped myself to and the board to, you know, understand the importance of making sure that we put safety first. And um, I believe that that's what we've done. And I think that we're very happy with our how it's proceeded for our school. 
some schools did start back and then they had to stop going to school, go remote, but we didn't start back at all. We are starting to transition back now in March. Um, how has it been as a nurse for you during the pandemic? Um, stressful. Um, um, frustrating sometimes when people think it's not real or it's, um, you know, a bigger, a bigger deal is being made of it than it is because I've seen a lot of people die and um, people not be able to be with their loved ones when they're sick. So, um, you know, making sure that all the resources are there for our caregivers too has been stressful, lots of hours, um, but it's just, you know, part of what you do when you do this business. What is the biggest opportunity for um, Homewood Flossmoor School District, in your opinion? Um, I think one of the biggest opportunities um, right now is for the community to get the opportunity right now to elect people to the board who will truly listen to all sides of an issue, ask pertinent questions prior to voting on issues and making decisions. Um, I think that um, while all the board members do do that, I think that uh, Beth and I uh, take a different perspective. And I think that, again, different opinions are always make the best answer in the end, make the best decision later on. So I think that um, our opportunities there are to continue trying to be transparent. We want, um, we're open to hearing from any of our stakeholders at any time. I think our actions show that we've got very high integrity and we're never deterred from doing the right thing despite any barriers that may be involved. What ways have you increased transparency at the district? Um, well, we've been wanting, um, we would like to see videotaping. Um, that hasn't been something that has gotten approved from the board. Um, however, um, with this pandemic, um, we have Zoom meetings now. So actually the um, community has had an opportunity to be on the board meeting um, to listen and to see us if they choose to. So that's been good. And we have had uh, quite a few people on the board meetings. So while we haven't approved videotaping, the Zoom um, concept sort of accomplishes that right now. Not that that's forever, um, but I think also our agendas are now on the on the website. If anyone wants to see, they can see the exact same information that I get prior to the meeting. So if they have any questions, they can always uh, bring those questions to the board or have a comment about what we're going to vote on. What has the resistance been, in your opinion, uh, to filming the meetings? Um, um, some believe that there are some legal um, uh, some legal opinions that have advised the board not to do that. Um, and so we're, we're trying to uh, get the detail on that so that we can um, continue to further um, question that. Um, but it's just a difference of opinion of the people on the board. The difference of opinions um, with the people on the board, you mentioned that you have a running mate. Yes. Are you and her often the minority votes on the board? Yes. Talk a little bit about that dynamic. 
Um, sometimes we are. Sometimes um, <clears throat> there might be four to three votes. There's seven people on the board. Um, it could be myself and Beth and other people, another person, perhaps. Um, sometimes Beth and I do not vote the same way. Um, and um, some of the things that we feel the community could benefit from, um, like the transparency of board meetings, um, you know, that has definitely been where we're the minority. And so that's a little frustrating because many districts do do that. But that is something that as a board, um, the decision has been made not to do that. And that's that's uh, what we live with right now. And I, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not giving legal advice here. But is if um, a resident hypothetically wanted to just show up to one of the school board meetings, they could film them and stream them themselves, correct? Correct. Yeah. Oftentimes in, in a lot of communities, because I've, I've had the same type of issue in Chicago Heights trying to get the meetings filmed. Um, when you look at a lot of these communities, it's because there's dedicated residents that are there every week to film that in a lot of instances. Yes. Very interesting. So Annette, yes. you Homewood and Flossmoor, um, as an outsider, both look like they have pretty healthy civic cultures and they have a lot of active residents. Um, but at least when it comes to the school districts, other communities feed into them. And as the alderman of the fifth ward, which has a portion of it that goes to HF schools and HF where you're going to be a board member, can you speak a little bit to that audience um, for a little, for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, we feel strongly that the community, all the communities who filter into HF are just as important. Chicago Heights, Glenwood, Hazelcrest. Uh, we have students from all of those areas. And so they all need to be at the table. Um, I know that the school has um, meetings with the principal has meetings, um, um, advisory meetings with the different students and it's important that there's a mix from all the towns that are there as well as if anybody has any feedback that they want to give us we we want they're just as much of a part as the title of our high school home in Flossmoor you know they're just as much of a part absolutely Annette one of the final questions we always ask our guests is to talk about two books that were influential to you as a person and why they were Oh, what a great question. Um, I would say uh, the book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick, by Rick Warren, that was very influential in my life. Um, I think that um, that book sort of talks about a journey with a purpose. I believe everything does happen for a reason. So it sort of is in keeping with my own values and my character. It talks about cultivating community, deciding to influence as opposed to impress. So it's a, it was a really, it's a really good book. Um, the other book that really um, has influenced me is The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. It's by Rebecca Skloot. I don't know if you've ever read that, um, have, but it's, pardon me? I have never read that. Tell, tell the audience. Okay. It. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, it's, a, it's about a book of an African-American woman who in the 50s, the doctors took her cells without asking mm. And those cells never really died. And so the, they launched a medical revolution in a multi-million dollar industry. And the family never found out about this. And her, child, her children did find out, but it was like more than 20 years later. And even to this day, I believe the family has never recouped um, any benefit from that. Um, so I, it's a very good book, especially me being in healthcare. 
uh, and I work at a safety net hospital. I can just imagine in the 50s and 60s how perhaps some healthcare givers thought it was okay not to tell the patients everything. Uh, and that's totally against everything that I believe um, for my job as well as my personal life. Um, so I'm always very passionate about doing the right thing for the right reason. So that book was really interesting. That made me want to ask you another question. Talk sure. a little bit about the relationship between being a nurse and then going into public life as an elected official. Um, okay, so it wasn't necessarily on my bucket list for me to be a public official, um, but it's the passion that um, drove me after attending meetings and seeing that perhaps there could be benefit from having um, a change of perspective. Um, I didn't know Beth LaRocca before I started going to the to the meetings. I did meet her there uh, because I felt like she had some very good ideas as well. She's an educator. Um, and so we share a lot of our, um, our perspectives. So um, how that's changed me, was that the question, if I'm not mistaken, or how that's affected me being a nurse as well? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, while it's not really the nursing part, though it has come in handy this year with COVID, um, that makes me a good board member. Um, it's my leadership that I've been in leadership like over 40 years in my nursing career. So I think that the compassion that I have naturally, um, kind of just kind of spills over into other areas. And I think that that makes me, that's why I'm such a good listener and willing to look at all parts of a, of a problem before I make a decision. Um, and I think that people see that and I think that they, they, they trust that. And I think that they, if they look at my actions, they would see that I do have high integrity and I'm trying to do the right thing. Annette, tell the audience where they could find you on the internet. Uh, they can find us at um, at HF Residence for Excellence on Facebook, and they can also email us at hfresidenceforexcellence at gmail.com. And the four is the number four, HF Residence for the number, um, excellence at gmail.com. We're happy to take any questions or any feedback anyone has. Annette Bannon, thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks so much, George. I've enjoyed it. Take care. Take care. Bye. Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023. Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session at 708-248-7039 or online at trueheightstx.com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life. Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. 
Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast. Thank you.